0: Welcome back to Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, we are sitting down. uh, We are talking with uh, an amazing athlete, Courtney Hale. Um, I got to meet Courtney at uh, the Deseret Stage Race 2022 when I showed up on the last day of that to do a little bit of extra filming for our movie. And when I showed up, they were like, this runner is absolutely crushing this course Uh, She had an amazing year there. We talk a little bit about it in the podcast, but then um, come to find out she's just an incredible athlete. So uh, this was an awesome episode. We get to hear about another stage race Courtney did, um, kind of like her first kind of intro into ultra running. Um, But we also talk about a little bit about triathlons, uh, gravel racing, um, and, and kind of the main thing I wanted to hear about was the Keys 100, which is notoriously... A really, really, really difficult uh, hundred-mile race in the Florida Keys. So, uh, so yeah, it is an awesome episode, though. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Courtney came over. Uh, we sat on the back porch, recorded the episode. So, uh, pretty sure at the beginning of the show, you can hear my kids in the background, and I definitely had to pause. <laughs> pause about 10 minutes in and uh go dad referee real quick so uh apologies for that (laughs) um but yeah let's get right into it this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 343 with courtney hale yeah i wanted to talk to you uh about all sorts of all the races you've done recently and things like that um i kind of want to hear about keys 100 first okay um start
1: with the worst one first.
0: start with the worst (laughs) one and then we'll get better no uh i just read some posts that said there's something during that race called the hell's tunnel yes can you describe the hell's tunnel
1: well funny enough hell's tunnel wasn't bad for me yeah the rest of the race was really bad (laughs) (laughs) Hell's Tunnel, but it is, so I mean, the heat and humidity there is just unlike anything I could prepare for I was totally ignorant going into it, and I was like, I love hot races, I'm good, I'm small, I do well in hot races It was unbelievable, and so Hell's (laughs) Tunnel is like, you know, the whole thing's on pavement But you go into this area where it's like, there are all these trees, which doesn't shade it, it just traps the heat in (laughs) And so it's like, I don't know, five miles or something, and it just is insanely hot but I didn't find it any worse than the rest of it. Seven Mile Bridge was where my Hell's Tunnel started. Which
0: is literally a seven mile bridge.
1: Yeah. Which oh. doesn't sound bad, right? You're like, it's seven miles out of a hundred. That can't be bad.
0: You're like, we're over the ocean. Yeah, I was like, I'll
1: look at the water. It'll be so nice. Yeah. But I had been warned by you know everyone that that's where most people DNF and that's where i tried to dnf
0: how far into the race was that?
1: um i think it's like 51 miles okay. or so yeah so i mean stuff was already the wheels had already fallen off <laughs> at that point point.
0: <laughs> and it was like far away enough from the end to like
1: yeah well you're just n- so the you're, end's not in sight the end's not in sight um but this race doesn't have aid stations and so your crew has to give you all your aid yeah and i thought like oh i won't need to see them until like you know maybe every five or six miles yeah and I realized, no, every if it's two miles, I want to see them because I was so hot and everything would just melt. The ice would melt so fast. Yeah. Like, all the things I was using for cooling weren't working. Yeah. So to go seven miles without anything cold, it was just so bad. But my stomach had turned yeah. um, partway on the bridge and I was like, I couldn't get water in. I couldn't get food in. Hot and yeah. exposed, and I started getting really dizzy. And it's like there's traffic coming at you, and you're just like, There's <laughs> no the sign. That's the worst part. And, yeah, there are no signs saying there's a race happening. So I'm like, These people I think, Why is this chick walking against traffic <laughs> on a bridge? I started like dry heaving over the bridge, and I was like, I'm sure someone's taking pictures of this right now, and thinking, What is this lady doing? <laughs> um, so it was a long way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you just really can't see the end. And so by the time I got close to the end. I was like, okay, it's been two hours probably with no water, no food. I was like, I'm done. I have to call it. Um, And they said there'd be medical after the bridge because most people DNF there. And I was like, I can't wait to get to that medical tent (laughs) and DNF. I was like, so looking forward to it. But I didn't see the medical tent when I finished the bridge. (laughs) And so I saw my crew and I was like, I'm done. You know, I started crying, which if you know me, like I don't cry ever.
0: And you can't lose the hydration then. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm like, right? I'm going to cry of and fluid. lose the hydration even more.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. But thankfully, my crew was amazing. They put me in the van, turned the air on. You're allowed to do that as long as you don't yeah. move. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, they're like, let's just see if we can get your stomach to turn around. Yeah. And so I was in the car for, I thought it was 47 minutes, but I look back, I think it was over an hour. Okay. Um, and I had just convinced myself, I'm done. Yeah, I changed out of my clothes. I was like, let's get out of here. And then my stomach started to turn around and I That's was like good. but I was actually like bummed because I had convinced <laughs> myself I didn't have to finish. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. But I knew that I would keep going as long as I physically could. So once I started getting fluids in and stuff, I was like, okay. But then I thought, I don't want to walk 40 miles. Like, am I walking? Because, you know, I don't know if you've had stomach stuff where, like, it hurts to, like, press on your stomach. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so distended. And I was like, it hurt to run. So my friend got out. She had already run so much with me, which she wasn't supposed to. God bless her. She was like, I'll I'll start with you again. Let's just see what happens. So we started walking and then, like, Within about a mile I was like, I think I can run. Yeah. And I started running and I was running better than I had in like hours.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. It was
1: crazy. But I had gotten cooled off. I think yeah. it was just you know, your core temperature gets so hot it out does. there and I could not get it down. My heart rate was sky high. Yeah. And I was like, What is happening? So
0: Does your um like vision start like closing in you I know didn't what i mean get i've had that I've, I've had that before too i didn't
1: have that um what had made me nervous early on in the race like 20 some miles in way too early i started yeah. getting cold chills
0: Ooh, and i was like like Ooh. where did you get the goosebumps yeah and i was yeah. like i think
1: that's a sign of heat stroke and i was telling my pacer i'm like don't say anything to anyone but i think i'm having like heat stroke yeah and i was like it's only 20 i think i was 23 miles in and at that point i was still i love the
0: ultra running mindset like don't say anything but i I think i'm having
1: heat because i was so worried they'd pull me and i was like i haven't even run a marathon yet like what is I gotta at least
0: get to a marathon guys yeah Yeah.
1: i was like this is ridiculous how
0: did you like handle that then
1: my crew we just realized we had to try to cool me off more and stop more often Mm. um but i just yeah nothing was really working and thankfully i was still running the girl who the woman who ended up winning jessica her and i had been back and forth for the first like 50 miles and she was really generous with information. And she was she's done it like four times. She oh, had won sweet. it before. Yeah. She was like, I have never felt like this. And she was walking like we both started walking at like mile twenty, and we're like, we're both trying to win this thing, and we're walking at mile twenty. And she was like, Yeah, I've I've never felt like this. I gotta fig you know we gotta figure something out. So was then it I was just like, extra
0: okay, hot that year? Or? I th-
1: I think I, I don't know. I mean, it's always so hot. Yeah. I don't know if it was extra hot, but. Yeah. Everyone was suffering so much so early, oh my and God. so it was just really unexpected. I went in there pretty cocky, thinking like, "It's on a road. How hard can this yeah. be?" Right? Because I just don't like technical trail, so I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a breeze." Like, <laughs> I can run on a road all day long. Yeah.
0: I have a yeah. theory. So yeah. you did Desertats. That's yeah. how we met. You yeah. did it last year. I did a year from like basically right right now. Yeah. And you did very very well. Oh, you thanks. did amazing. Uh, won the race, second overall incredible yeah. but i think i here's my theory because i did the same thing i like signed up for this 100k in iowa on like gravel roads i'm like it's on gravel roads right. it's gonna be fine it's in september we're good yeah. and then it ramped up to like 98 degrees uh-huh. and in my mind i was like i've handled way worse than this right. in, in the desert you yeah. know Dry but i heat. but i was yeah exactly the humidity yeah. So, I think a little bit of it was me being like, I've done this before, we're good. And then it mm-hmm. just kicks you so hard. Yeah. And I had the same thing. Like, I look back at pictures in that race, and my face is like beat red. Yeah. It's like the heat is like literally like leaving, like, Or whatever coming into my body then or whatever so Uh yeah Yeah, I don't know if that happened or what yeah oh yeah I
1: was (laughs) like I didn't know my body could actually be this hot and like looking at my skin it was just frying and I was like this is awful But yeah I think the humidity is really hard for us to train for out here obviously it is yeah we had such a snowy winter so I was literally doing I live right by Lookout Mountain so I would run two times up Lookout on my weekend runs and it was snowing like most of the time and i was like i'm training for a hot road race by running in the snow up a mountain and i was like see how this pans out I'm this is sure. gonna
0: correlate for yeah sure. well but then i think there's a point in in like just being experienced in this sport or any endurance sport probably but where you realize like if you just sit down And even take like 20 minutes or 15 minutes or however long you need, Mm -hmm. your body actually can come back pretty fast. Yeah. You know? And I think like once that clicks, you're kind of like, okay, I think I can do, I think I can just keep going and handle this, you know? Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, I think we like to kind of have those low moments sometimes, right? Because if everything is always easy, it's like, well, what's the challenge in that? So like when you have those dark moments and then you come out of it and you're stronger for it then it's like okay that means more than like winning the race
0: that's true you know i always think that yeah Yeah. i try to tell people like the end the finish line is is great it's cool for like 10 minutes right and then after that you're like okay but then what you what really sticks with you is everything you've learned along the way yeah you know yeah. And I also wrote, I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote ultra running is terrible and wonderful at the same time. That was the note that I had for the podcast. Okay. That yeah. is
1: true. Yeah. Because I will say during that time, so I was doing uh, keys because I wanted to, to try to win and get the qualifying slot for Badwater.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, And so as I'm melting down in the car with my crew, I'm like, do not let me forget how much I hate this moment. I'm never doing Badwater. I don't even want to run anymore. Yeah. You know, all the emotions, right? Yeah and i'm like this is so dumb why did i waste my vacation doing this <laughs> and then of course like a day later i was like you know now i learned a lot so if i do bad water i think i would you know do it differently yeah. and all these things so you like you can you forget the pain so quickly i think yeah which is weird
0: it's super weird yeah, it is but bad water is that still a goal
1: <sighs> i think it is yeah <laughs> it's still a goal
0: have you dived completely into like learning about stories of it and like...
1: A little bit. I mean, it kind of came out of... So my brother and I started doing sports together, like triathlons together. Yeah. And he was like, oh my gosh, Badwater is like the most amazing thing ever. And at that point, we were like, people run that far? Like, yeah. we just had no idea. Yeah. So it be, kind of became this like really cool thing that we'd always talk about. Um, and for a while I wanted to do it. And then I was like, eh, maybe not. Maybe that's not my thing. Yeah. And then recently after Desert Rats, my brother was like, if you did so well in the heat, you could probably do Badwater. Uh, yeah, so then he was like, I'll I'll come crew you if you can get in." Okay. Race. So then it was like, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. I want to try to get in.
0: How do you even, I don't even, what's the like application process?
1: It's interesting. They just changed it. Okay. Which is frustrating. Which
0: plays against you yeah. at this point? Well, yeah, well, because
1: before you had to have completed three 100 mile races.
0: Okay.
1: Um, if you won Keys, you got an automatic entry, but you had to meet the qualifying standard of having done three. Gotcha. That would have been my third. Oh, yeah. So I was like, Oh, I'm so smart. I'm just gonna do this as my third. I'm gonna win. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, none of that happened. But and then
0: Florida was like, hold, yeah, hold the phone. It's not here. this easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, but then they changed it that you have to do four 100 mile races. So even if I had gotten the qualifying slot, I would have then had to do another hundred miler by the end of the year. Yeah. Which I was not really looking forward no. to trying to do too. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people do that. God bless them. I don't know how you do that. Um, the
0: people who do like all. I mean, just multiple multiple like really difficult like a races or I whatever know. every year just blows my mind it
1: blows my mind yeah. well pretty much everyone who finished keys it seems is on the start list for Badwater, <laughs> and so like the four women i came in fifth the four women in front of me i think are all doing bad water no way. so to do like two really hot hundreds yeah. within what is that six weeks of each other i just it's taken me a really long time to recover from this race The dehydration and everything really got to me yeah like i can't imagine no turning around and doing bad water right after that
0: no that's crazy yeah yeah bad water like it just seems it seems it's just like an event like so unlike anything else yeah like it just feels like it would be really hard to train for and not even train but like get your crew ready for and things like that because i heard you know from the crew perspective it's like their own little alter endurance yeah event, i mean it's really you know? hard for them as yeah. well
1: i mean crewing is really difficult you know i'm like
0: kind of nervous to crew, honestly yeah, like my it's a lot of responsibility. i've gone to a few races to like watch friends and stuff mm-hmm. and i like have watched their crew and I just, I don't know if I, I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'd be good at it No, because would. I'd be like, oh, you're okay. Like
1: whatever you want to do, man. you know, <laughs> yeah. versus like, right. no time to go, yeah. time to move, you exactly. know, I was just,
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: You have to be kind of mean about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could Kick do them it out
1: of the car. You got to keep going. Yeah. You know? But like, I'm so glad my crew didn't make me keep going. Yeah. The next day, like for keys, the DNF rate was like insane i think only 99 people finished i like, wrote that down yeah.
0: 99 out of 225
1: yeah so then i was super happy that i had finished yeah i was like oh i'm so glad i you know just pushed through even if my time wasn't yeah. what i wanted or when whatever. you
0: were in like the lowest moment obviously you said your body kind of respond rebounded and responded but like yeah. what made you was there like one certain thing that like got you back on the road going like did like whether it was someone talking to you or whether it was just how you were feeling or what
1: I think I just knew that I wouldn't be happy with myself if I quit knowing I could have continued my whole thing was like if I physically can't drink yeah I can't keep going yeah they're gonna pull me off the course yeah but once I knew I could physically do it I was like I just won't be happy with myself yeah you know And it's silly because, like, no one else really cares if I finish or not. That's the whole thing about the
0: sport that I love is I'm like, no one really cares. No. And no one can really comprehend, you know. Like, when you go back to work or your friends or your family or whatever, and you're like, hey, I ran 100 miles. They're like, cool. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. But they don't understand. But they
0: don't really understand, like, what that takes in, like, moment to moment. There's just like this constant battle of wills going on that they just struggle with.
1: And I kind of feel like, you know, that's what you you come there for. Yeah. Right. To test yourself. So you got to you got to go there. Yeah. You know, you don't want to drop out.
0: It's almost like not even like the heat or the miles for me. It's just like the internal mental chatter that i have to battle is the cool part to like step up to the plate Mm -hmm. you know
1: well i think years ago so when i first switched from triathlon to ultra running yeah um i really didn't know what i was doing and i signed up for a six-day stage race in costa rica (laughs) (laughs) oh wait the coastal challenge yeah yeah okay wait hold on how long is that race um it's like six days i think like distance wise oh i don't remember exactly i want to say like 160 some miles okay Something like that. I
0: feel like... So my cousin introduced me to stage racing. Okay. And she's a physical therapist. And I think at some point she did something with a Costa Rica really? race. Yeah. I'll have to ask her. I'm yeah. seeing her in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's amazing. It was insanely hard, but also I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But like... I had a really bad day one day, yeah. and I was able. You know, we didn't really have cell phone service out there, but I was able to get a hold of my brother. Yeah, and I was—I think I was crying again. Yeah, and I was like, I can't believe I have to get up and do this. Like, I think I had been on my feet for like twelve hours. Yeah. I got lost. Yeah, it's not surprising if you know me. Um, and I was like, "There's no way." We got up at two forty-five every morning. I was like, "Two forty-five, yeah." Just
0: because it was gonna get it was hot? so hot, and oh. the days were
1: really long, the stages were yeah. really long. Yeah. Um, well, because it's very technical, so for yeah. me they were really long. Yeah, because <laughs> running through the jungle was something I had never no. done. I didn't understand how hard it was gonna be. Yeah, but yeah, I just had this really low point, and I called my brother, or maybe it was text. I don't remember. And he was like, "You know." isn't this what you wanted like didn't you come if it was easy like would you be that satisfied when you left yeah and he's like just be appreciative that you get to have this moment yeah and see how you come out of it and so i've kind of always had that mindset of like okay this is really if it all goes smoothly it's not as satisfying at the end of the day i mean granted it's nice to have things go well (laughs) but
0: and you almost can't like expect it to go smoothly yeah because i when people go in and they expect i i just i struggle with expectations where if like I'm, like, expecting one thing or another. It's easier to get disappointed, and then your mindset shifts yeah, and stuff like that. Right. You know,
1: Was Desert Rats your first stage race?
0: Desert Rats was my first stage race. Nice. Yeah, I did it in 2018, 2019. Okay. Um, I was terrified. Yeah. Like, 2018, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to finish. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And then as the week went on, like, I got stronger. <laughs> um, Yeah, and I definitely, like, I want to ask you about Desert Rats at some point. Okay. Yeah. But I do feel like I have talked about this race so much but to me it was like the most mind-blowing like wonderful experience ever
1: yeah and so i'm like
0: it feels yeah stage races so can we just side note for a second about yeah. stage racing like you yeah. started doing a stage race why did you choose that and like what made you feel like this is a route you wanted to take for the first one that I yeah. did. um yeah. i've only
1: done two so i'm okay. not an expert but so um, this
0: one the the costa rica yeah, one and then deserts mm-hmm. gotcha
1: um the costa rica one was just i was still racing triathlon looking for something new yeah a girl i knew through triathlon she was like hey there's this crazy race in costa rica do you want to do it it was gonna be on my 40th birthday. Yeah. I was like, what better way? Because yeah. I'm not into birthdays really. Yeah. I was like, I'll just be in the jungle and no one will know it's my birthday. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up signing up. She ended up not signing up. So all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, I'm going to Costa Rica by myself. I don't know how to trail run. I've never been camping. This is a lot. I'm she texts
0: you, happy birthday. I know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. But I ended up um, going there and meeting another girl who was also a triathlete. Yeah. She later became one of my best friends. Oh, cool! Um, Didn't really think about the fact a lot of people wouldn't speak English. Yeah, like arrogant American. Yeah, so she was really the only other person that spoke English.
0: Oh, because it's such like a Uh, world of like I just find stage racing is such a world
1: event. It is, which is so cool, right? So people from all over. Yeah. Um, and so her and I became buddies, and we did all the every day together. Yeah. Um, And through that, we met so many cool people. Like, that's the best part. I have friends in, like, Barcelona and Costa Rica and, like, all these crazy places because it's such a bonding experience, as you know. Like, you're going through this crazy thing with strangers, but pretty soon, like, they don't feel like strangers. Um, And so I just think it's amazing. And I love that you can just check out. I think that's my favorite part. Mm. No cell service. It's the best. Work can't get a hold of me. (laughs) Like, I just love that. It feels like, you know, you're not watching TV. You're not on your phone it's like just very freeing yeah
0: so we even found like you're not even like looking in a mirror ever for the whole woman is really interesting yeah yeah which is like you it's so weird because you don't really think about it but like every day like at our houses we have mirrors that we're seeing ourselves and things like that but then when you're out there it's like that doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't, which is, yeah.
1: again, it's so freeing. Yeah. Like, I haven't taken a shower. This is great. <laughs> like, I don't care. So, yeah, I love that. And I yeah. always find it's interesting when you come back to reality and it's like, oh. Super weird. I have to, like do this stuff again it like, just
0: feels so loud and uh like busy mm-hmm. you know yeah uh what did you think about camping for the first time you said you'd never camped i before. know it's just
1: crazy people are like what is wrong with you um it was fine it was totally fine <laughs> and again i was like i didn't want people to know i had never been camping but i was literally the girl who would go to rei like every weekend with a spreadsheet i had i purchased everything in rei because i wanted to be so prepared <laughs> Um, I mean, we could only bring one duffel with us. I crammed a lot of stuff in there, but it was fine. It was great. And I did love it for those reasons. Yeah. Um, The only thing that was weird is I did have, like, guys in my tent. Mm. So, like, to have never been camping, I thought I'd have, like, my own tent or share with, like, a lady. Yeah. And so, like, having a dude in my tent was kind of weird. I was like, I don't know. And it got fine. But the first night, I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. That's crazy. I... I think it's stage racing is such a cool way to explore, like, a new area yeah, in the country. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's Which I've like, never done, over like, international. Mm-hmm. But every time I have heard stories or I've watched videos, I'm like, this just seems wonderful. It
1: is. I mean, yeah. I mean the Coastal Challenge, I would definitely recommend it. It's amazing. Um, and, yeah, you basically see all of Costa Rica. And when you finish, you go kind of top to bottom. And you finish in this tiny little town where they have to then put you on boats because there are no roads. So you get on a boat. like a couple hours to get to a place where they can get a bus in to then bus you back and it's like yeah i I just remember being like i don't want to go back yeah it was beautiful was there
0: any surprises through that experience like something that was unexpected
1: oh yeah i mean the terrain was the most unexpected yeah i had never really been in a in a jungle yeah you you see it on tv and you're like that's gonna be cool it's terrifying sometimes. It's a little bit terrifying. <laughs> there's a lot. just
0: life all around you.
1: Yeah. You know, there's like wild boar and we saw like a panther and like what? all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> but also just, again, like not realizing how technical that is. Yeah. And I think the race has changed over the years. Um, I think it's gotten a little safer maybe, but they didn't have GPS on us. And so we got, we literally got lost one day and there's no way to find us. Yeah. We're like in the jungle. And, you know, eventually we turned up and they were, they called us the Americans for obvious reasons, mm-hmm, and they're like the mm-hmm. American girls are back, and they're like we went looking for you guys, but we didn't find you.
0: Yeah, cool. What was cool? What plan? was the plan? Yeah, what was the next part <laughs> yeah, of your plan? was just
1: at camp, like drinking beers, and we're <laughs> like, cool, we've been lost.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, tell me about the panther.
1: I mean we just saw this black thing go over the side of yeah. a cliff so like there were a lot of like ridgeline things yeah. and no ropes so there was a lot of like being on all fours which yeah. I just had never experienced like wow. climbing up and down stuff on all fours you know with your pack and yeah it was just a shock to the system I think I had like idealized it of like this is gonna be so fun I'm just gonna like hang out in the jungle <laughs> and it was like oh this is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah that yeah. is wild. So that yeah, sounds I mean, super cool, though. And thankfully,
1: my friend, um, Emily, we just both were in agreement after the first day that, like, this is wild, and we're not racing this. Yeah. We're just going to take our time. We're going to take a ton of pictures. Yeah. We're going to stay together for, like, safety reasons. Yeah. So as long as we made the cutoffs, we were like, we don't care. That's we good. just wanted to experience it. It was also her first stage race. Yeah. So we were like, let's just soak it all in. Yeah. Um, and then there was one day where we had, like, a, a lot of fire road, and – it was funny. Anna Frost was there that year. And oh, she yeah. Won. oh, yeah. Um, and she said to us, she's like, girls, where have you guys been? Because we, we did pretty well on the fire road. Like, we were kind of up in the mix. And she's like, I haven't seen you guys the whole race.
0: We're not used to climbing We're not used much. to, yeah.
1: Yeah. And we were like, this was like a fire road. We can do that. <laughs> and, like, everyone else hated it because they were like, oh, it's so boring. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy we're on a fire road for a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of the jungle.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. What did it, it was super cool. What did it feel like to finish that
1: that was a huge accomplishment yeah. I mean for me personally um you know I had gotten to the point Iron Man's fun it's cool it's not really a challenge when you've done a bunch of them you're just trying yeah. to beat your own time essentially yeah and it's like okay I know I can finish this there's an aid station every mile yeah. you're not going to get lost yeah so this was just such a different such a big departure yeah. but yeah I was like super pumped when I finished um and it just kind of felt like oh well now what's next because yeah. now I've done this and I want to try something else. Yeah. Um. So it was cool.
0: That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Can you like take us way back? Like, so you've talked about Iron Man to stage race to ultras. Now, mm-hmm. um, were you always like athletic? Were you always competing against your brothers? We just <laughs> had to pause the podcast so I could pre- <laughs> prevent my. I had a dad referee for a second, yeah. and so I'm like, I'm always interact. I'm an only child, okay. so I didn't. I know that siblings.
1: Yeah Because
0: I see it My own kids They're like best friends And then they're Right They're rivals
1: Yeah
0: Instantly Yeah Like d- did you guys Are you competitive um, Or My
1: whole family's Very competitive Yeah um, In sports it's weird I wasn't that competitive In sports I was a gymnast Yeah um, And I wish I would have Been more competitive And had more drive back then yeah. The family rule was like You just had to be enrolled In one sport at all times Yeah Didn't matter if you competed Or how good you were But you just had to be Doing something Be active Be active Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I didn't get competitive until later. Yeah. But my brother's the one who got me into triathlon. He had moved out to San Diego. I was in LA. And he was like, hey, there are these like super sprint triathlons. They're really short. Would you want to do one? And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. Again, just like (laughs) ignorance is bliss, right? I'm like, it it was actually a lot harder than I thought. (laughs) But we did that. And I think we were both very competitive with each other. And neither one of us actually liked it the first time. Yeah. Because there's just so much to learn. And then
0: that's the intimidating part about traffic for me yeah
1: it was a lot but it was cool that we were doing it together yeah like i would go down to san diego and train with him um and so after the first one i was like well never doing that again yeah and then my brother was like ah but we bought all this stuff and like now we know like so we started practicing again and (laughs) and signed up for another one like pretty quickly yeah and then we were both like okay this is pretty cool yeah i think we can do this was
0: he in sports too and yeah he played soccer okay
1: um but, yeah, he didn't stick with triathlon. He didn't love it kind yeah. of the way I did. He just very quickly progressed to, like, I think he did a half Ironman and an Ironman all in one year his yeah. first year. And was like, I just want to knock it all out and say I've done it and move on.
0: I am fascinated. I have a – one of my friends is like that where he's yeah. like, I did a 50-miler. I never have to do it again. And I'm like, I don't – I just personally don't get that.
1: Yeah, and that's what he did. He did a 50-miler, yeah. and he's like, cool, check that off. Not doing that again. I know. And I'm like, what? crazy i'm like
0: how did you not instantly fall in love with the chafing and the blisters (laughs) come on now i
1: know well he so he mountain bikes and he surfs and now he's really into jujitsu so he does have his things that yeah you know he loves yeah um he just didn't love triathlon yeah which i understand
0: what was the biggest shift from like a triathlon like maybe even community wise because i know
1: oh definitely yeah
0: what was the big shift there
1: I mean, the ultra-running community is so much nicer and relaxed <laughs> and, like, chill. Yeah. It's starting to, you know, change a little bit. Um, but the the triathlon community can be very, like, uptight, very type A. Yeah. You know, cyclists in general kind of have this, um, I don't know. Is, this it, way about them. is it like
0: a necessity, though? Because no. I don't know jack shit about my bike. Yeah. And yet I want to, like – you know, I've done a couple of mountain bike races very slowly, uh-huh. and I want to take my bike up and do all this, but I'm like, I don't know anything about it. Maybe I should be more type A and, like, actually learn.
1: I don't know. But then I'm like, nah, I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's why I think mountain biking, like, anything in the dirt, I feel like, is just way more laid back, Yeah. which is cool. But yeah, yeah the the ultra-running community, I just feel like, is, is more chill, more welcoming. Yeah. You know, you show up to a start line sometimes, and it's like, it's just... There is no start line, right? You're just in the dirt, and it's like, ready, go. <laughs> As opposed to Ironman, which is, like, such a production. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but, you know, I've made great friends through triathlon, obviously. Yeah. But it is a – I think the ultra-running community is a little more welcoming. Yeah. And just seems a little easier Yeah. to, like, break into. More so.
0: What about, like, the actual, like – obviously, you're not biking or swimming, but what about the actual events? Like, what's different about them?
1: Um, I mean, I just think – people are going to kill me for saying this. I think Ironman is so much easier – ultra running and even during keys the my friend who was pacing me she has done all kinds of racing everything under the sun yeah and i was like can we just go back to racing iron man because this is so hard
0: is it the repetitive nature like i think so and i think
1: in iron man it's like you know at least mentally you know okay let me just get through the swim and then i can get onto my bike yeah and then when you've been on your bike for a while you're like i can't wait to get off my bike and start running yeah and so you just get to switch it up obviously you're using different muscles yeah um So I just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as hard and I don't think it's as hard on your body because you are switching it up. Yeah. Um, I do still cross train a lot, so I just use that endurance base. Like I bike a lot, I swim a lot. Um, so I don't run nearly as much as like a lot of runners, I think.
0: Yeah. I think it's super important though. Yeah. Especially for, I mean, I know you're, you're talking about Keys 100, which probably is not super hilly at all, No. but especially (laughs) for like the mountainous terrain out here. Yeah. Like, I just think cross training is huge for that. It
1: is. Yeah. And I think more people are starting to do that. Like, I've gotten into gravel bike racing. And oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of oh. ultra runners who are doing the same thing yeah. and realizing, like, you can build this great cardio base on the bike, and it's not beating you up the way running is. Yeah. So I think it's cool. But
0: then you get off the gravel bike, and you like you take your glasses off, I and know. you just have dirt all over you. Yeah. You're like, this is beating me up in a different way. I
1: know. Exactly. Um,
0: I want to hear all about that. But... To wrap up Keys 100, while you're racing, because you mentioned all the people that dropped out, like, is it just carnage? Like, are you seeing carnage of people dropping out or are you not okay so you're not yeah. like hearing about it or seeing people Well, draw. i started
1: realizing so after being in the car for an hour or whatever that was you know i figured i'm so far out of the race that yeah. if i get back out this is just going to be to finish and yeah but then i started seeing um there had been two elite fields that started so we started at like 5:20 520 and 5:25 a.m yeah when i got out of the car i started seeing elite women from my field and i'm like wait they're I'm catching up to them like they so everyone must be suffering yeah so it did give me a little like inspiration of like oh I'm not completely out of it that's good so that's how I knew that like there was a lot of carnage um and then my crew at one point had looked it up and they were like uh everyone's dropping out so just keep going (laughs) so then when you're
0: seeing like other elite women are you just is part of your mind like uh now i have to race like
1: i like it yeah yeah and my pacer she was like stop focusing on
0: that <laughs> and i was like
1: well it gave me like inspiration like okay everyone's suffering maybe this isn't as big of a disaster as i think it is yeah um and i just like having that carrot i like yeah. you know there were definitely um long stretches where there's no one out there yeah so you're on a highway yeah and it's completely dark there's nothing around it's it's tough so like i would go a couple hours without seeing someone other than my crew wow so if i would see a person i would get super excited okay you know? and i'd want to like talk and people yeah. are like i'm not talking right now yeah. i'm suffering but it was just it was weird i didn't really plan on that i thought we'd all be together and yeah. you know it's almost like a marathon or something yeah but yeah those last 40 miles didn't see many people yeah
0: that seems interesting to people who are not like in the elite group of running like mm-hmm. you th- you kind of imagine like They're all by each other passing and yeah, but they're not.
1: No, yeah. I mean, we, I think you know, we had a little group for the first 50 miles, but then I think everyone's you know, gonna start imploding at different points. And maybe some people didn't, some people probably had great races. Um, and so maybe they stayed together. Yeah, (laughs) the one person in the whole entire field, like I actually feel great today. And you're like, what, how? Well, what's interesting (laughs) in looking at the um, like the people who were racing, I looked people up ahead of time everyone has done this race like four or five six times
0: people love and that was one like, why
1: and i said uh, while we were doing it i was like why do you like this race so much like it's not actually that yeah. pretty there's yeah. not a lot to look at but i guess there is this um group like kind of a subgroup of ultra runners who just do road ultras okay and there aren't that many yeah and so there's like daytona 100 keys 100 and so they just do them over and over because there aren't that many so, yeah, it was really interesting to see these people who have done it so many times. That's
0: crazy.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. No. Like, that's. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: Well, so did you, like, what did the ending of that feel like? were you good or were you did you limp across the finish line or did you end triumphantly no i was wrecked
1: (laughs) and i mean we were walking like my feet you know my feet hurt all that pavement yeah like my feet were just aching i knew there was no one around so i was like i don't have to like run this in like a hero like Uh uh-huh you know i felt so bad for my crew because i had I had thought I'd finish it in like 16 or 17 hours, yeah. so I was like, "You guys, you'll be in bed by 10 p.m. It's gonna be great." Yeah. Instead, it was like four in the morning, and I was like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry."
0: How how long did it take you? Uh,
1: 20 22, almost 23 hours. Wow. Yeah, um, I think I had three hours of not moving time when I looked back. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: that'll do it. So That'll
1: do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's okay. So how? What were your other two 100s? I um, mean, to expect to finish. 16 17 hours for any hundred yeah i mean i know this one's flat
1: i just thought like flat and road and roads, and, yeah um i had done javelina last year okay and um i did that in 20 hours
0: is that one loops
1: it is okay yeah it's loops okay. it was great i loved it yeah it was super fun
0: is that um, the one where everyone kind of like wears like cool costumes yeah. and- <laughs> it's kind of like burning man yeah. of trap of yeah. uh, v- vulture running yeah. yeah
1: yeah that was a great experience so i was kind of thinking like i had a few things go awry towards the end of that one you know, as you do in a hundred mile race. But I felt like had that not happened, I probably would have finished it in like 19 hours. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, 19 hours at Javelina means, you know, on a flat road, I could probably be in that range. Gotcha. So that's kind of how my coach and I got to yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
0: what was but, your first one then?
1: Um, Rio de Lago. Okay. Where's that? Oh, in California. Northern okay. California. So it's like part of the Western States course. Through oh, okay. So it's beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Way more cool. hilly. I'm Way imagine. more hilly. It's not crazy. It doesn't have the same type of game that Western States okay. does. Okay I don't remember off the top of my head but it's probably more like 10,000 yeah. feet or something but yeah, a lot hillier what than What lesson
0: did you like did you learn any sort of I don't know, like lessons of how to race a 100-miler in that first one? Cuz I'm assuming every time someone does one of these they're learning more and more. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think for me just being able to get through it and know I could do it yeah. was a huge thing. Um I had severely sprained my ankle, unfortunately, a few weeks before the race and I didn't think I was going to race. Yeah. So it became like doing it on a sprained ankle that I really shouldn't be racing on. Uh-huh. So it was kind of the best <laughs> way to do it though, maybe, I mean, my racing expectations went out the window, but yeah. I got to just really enjoy it. Yeah. So I was like, cool, I can't run very fast on this ankle. Um, I, my nutrition was great. I had no stomach issues. Um, yeah. You know, I was worried, like, will I get really sleepy tire towards the end? Yeah. All that felt great. So it seemed like a nice way to just kind of, like, dip my toe into a 100-miler. Yeah. And I had more things go right than that's I would good. have thought. So it was a good experience. How do you I,
0: handle a sprained ankle for 100 miles, though? Oh, it
1: was not smart. And, I mean, to be honest, it's I still have trouble with it. And, of course, my PT is like, that's because you shouldn't have run 100 miles <laughs> on it when it was still super swollen. Um, it was
0: swollen still? Oh, yeah. Was so it sad. like – okay, so I did uh, 50K once – uh, the Marine Corps Marathon. Oh, yeah. And I had sprained my ankle the the week before at a wedding <sighs> because I was wearing dress shoes. And I've never – I haven't worn dress shoes since, I'm proud yeah, to say. Right. We went to some fancy schmancy thing last week.
1: Good. You wore sneakers. And
0: my friends are like, okay, yeah, it's like kind of dress up. And I'm like, I'm like, Lindsay. I was telling my wife, I'm like, Lindsay, tell them I'm not wearing dress shoes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, and it was weird though because it was like one of those – and that was a road Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, weirdly – like, you didn't have to stabilize. Yeah. But it was one of those things where I could go just n- normal running mm-hmm. was fine. But if it, like, kind of went si- – I don't know. Yeah. There's, like, a name for that probably right. where, it like, you bend sideways yeah. or inward or outward. Pronating or Yes. Or oh, that's yeah. super smart. Yeah, good job. Uh, that hurt super <laughs> yeah, bad. Right. Was it like that for you? Or? It
1: was, but I was also having a lot of compensation issues. Like, it was oh, my right okay. ankle, so my left hip was just, yeah. like – locking up it was like on fire and yeah anything technical like there's just like one part of the course called the meat grinder where it's a couple (laughs) miles of rock which is like my biggest nightmare on a good day yeah and so yeah i really couldn't run over i kind of had to just walk it because yeah yeah, all that instability it was it was not good i
0: love the names of parts on courses the meat grinder like hell's tunnel i
1: know it's so dramatic yeah it is yeah Uh,
0: where did you hear about desert rats then
1: um, I just googled it. I was looking yeah. for stage races, and I was like, I think I want to do. Yeah, there aren't many. Yeah. And then I knew I was racing Javelina, so I wanted to do like another hot desert oh, okay. race. And so my coach, yeah, I think her and I were both um, just looking up races to see what I could do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sounds amazing. Yeah. And like looking at the course, and I was like, this is gonna be beautiful, and it was. I mean. Yeah. Wasn't it just unbelievable? It's
0: unbelievable. Like, yeah. that's the thing I. It's, I'm, that's why I mean, it was one of the big reasons to even decide to make a film about it. Yeah. Was I was like trying to describe it to people. I'm like, I can't really describe it. But yeah. like every single day looks different, it has its own unique look, mm-hmm. its own unique feel. And it's just, even the most desolate stuff, like on the second day. Yeah is a in a weird way exactly what you came out there for right and exactly what you wanted yeah that day two was hard that was hard that's like the hardest day right yeah that was rough all right so i've talked a little bit to jason comstock i obviously i went out and filmed him finishing and was out there for the last day Mm -hmm. of you guys finishing um and he told me some stories from that year oh really i want to (laughs) know uh (laughs) just like you know well it was mostly based on his like his journey having not finished it the year before it was
1: amazing when i saw his foot from the year before (laughs) i've never seen something so disgusting in my whole life i have to say as like
0: as like a film fan and i'm not like i don't like horror movies at all Mm. but i was like somehow in this like inspirational thing like we're shooting for like inspirational sports movie we also got to put in like body horror yeah they're like chopping it off and every time i've seen it with people in a weird way, I'm just like, this is like guaranteed reaction. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you want a reaction in a movie? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is just guaranteed. And just yeah. everyone going, oh, oh.
1: Well, and I didn't see that. So I, you know, had done the met him and done the race yeah. without seeing that. Yeah. So it wasn't until later when I saw your movie that I was like, oh, that's why they were making such a big deal about him coming back and finishing. Were they just, because his foot yeah. was disgusting the year before. Were
0: they just like talking about his feet the whole time? Yeah. I feel like it's a thing like, of legend. Why is everyone
1: talking about his feet so much? <laughs> like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah i want to hear a little bit about that year i know the first couple of days was like super dusty and yeah i was rooting for jason obviously and then liz who mm-hmm. um yeah had been there the years that i had been yeah and she did great she like crushed yeah, it it was like she finished. oh just i was bawling yeah. at the finish line like yeah yeah Anyways, it was that was great it was so good and but was, yeah
1: yeah it was amazing to hear her story that she had come back so many times yeah like, year after year trying to finish like she's an amazing amazing
0: human being like i just love her so much and Mm -hmm. it was just i felt really like as i was watching the little blue dots at home that week feeling total like fomo right i was like i have to go see liz Uh, finish like i just have to but but yeah so like what was your kind of experience with it
1: um I mean, it was super fun. You yeah. know, I think I had a little bit more confidence going into it knowing I had done one. Yeah. Um, but you just never know. Right. You don't know what the train's going to be like, what the people are going to be like. Yeah. And it was super fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you know, you you make friends that will stay your friends, hopefully forever because yeah. it's such a bonding experience. Yeah. And yeah, it was. Cool. I
0: want to ask you really quick about the legend of Bob Stuka. Oh,
1: my gosh. Because yeah. I just
0: amazing. ran the incline with him. you did. It was the best experience. Like, honestly. he been trying
1: a, to get me to do that. With you him.
0: need to do it because really? here's why.
1: Okay. It was like
0: running with the most famous person on the incline.
1: I want, he must, yeah, he's like the mayor of the incline. He's like, right. his
0: picture is at the bottom of the incline, <laughs> oh my gosh. like on a sign. Really? That has all the records. Wow. And there's just Bob and another local. I think the yeah. incline's like a cool thing because there's like people who do it every day yeah so it's like him and another guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's i'm just like whoa bob and he's like yeah here's the picture and i
1: know and then
0: we hiked up and so many people were like good morning bob like yeah oh you're taking it easy this morning and stuff <laughs> and just like joking with him as yeah. he's like crushing the right. incline but then going down it
1: yeah i've seen videos of him going down it on one leg yeah. like jumping hopping oh. down it on one leg
0: it was and i felt like I, he was definitely like super nice and like let me catch up yeah but um it was insane it was like watching michael jordan play basketball wow. i don't want to be yeah. like over exaggerate right or anything, no
1: but it's super impressive but like this
0: is just what he does and it was like really yeah. cool to see like a person in their like happy place
1: yeah yeah he de- he loves it but he's a character he's such a character <laughs> and i gave him such a hard time during the race it was so fun because like you know, he know like he's open for the jokes, right? Like yeah. he, he expects it. And, yeah. and so he and I were going back and forth each day. Like I was beating him and I'm like, you're getting beat by a girl, Bob, you know, <laughs> and just like harassing him. And he was probably like, God, oh, this lady's awful. But it was so fun. Um, yeah. And yeah. Sandy, who he won the whole mm-hmm. thing. So like the three of us were together most days. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And Sandy's super cool, but he's like really quiet. Yeah. So I just kept like poking Bob and like messing with him as like my <laughs> form of entertainment. But he's so much fun. It's he's definitely amazing. a character.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I just love that whole event so much. Like, yeah. it just brings out, and you probably experienced this in Costa Rica too. Mm-hmm. But it brings out like a very unique, really inspiring group of people. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was another guy, Tron. Did you meet him? Yeah, I met yeah. Tron. So he's from Boulder. So he and I drove up there together. Okay. So we became like fast friends on the drive up. Yeah. And like for him finishing, like when he crossed the finish line, it was the most amazing experience and yeah. he was like you know i'm just a dad that like i have no business doing something like this i never thought i would be able to cross yeah. the finish line in this type of event he was like super emotional and it was like it's just so cool to see yeah yeah oh, it's amazing man. that
0: like gives me like chills like i, I just know. wanna there's something about being there and you become friends over the week
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you see each other succeed or you see each other go through the hard times and you help each other and it's just super special it really is yeah Yeah. you like become like fans of everybody i know (laughs) yeah which is cool yeah but yeah so what do you have like i try i oh here comes my kiddo what's up dude in a little bit in about 20 minutes okay (laughs) um this is when i mark down a time to edit uh shoot she threw me off for a second oh yeah so i usually don't ask people what they're training for or what they're doing next do you have anything or after the keys you're just like i Um, need some time off
1: i'm doing i do a gravel bike race every year oh yeah steamboat gravel yeah this will be my third year doing it it's such an amazing event okay um and it's a nice departure like give my body a break from the running yeah so i usually i've done it yeah the last three years and it's it's fun it's such a well done event. yeah so I highly recommend it if people want to okay. get into gravel racing. Um the roads are not technical, which I love. Okay. It's like smooth gravel. Yeah. Steamboat Springs is awesome. Yeah. So. okay
0: Oh, I want to hear all about that. Yeah, I've, I wrote that down, the gravel bike. Yeah. I I think gravel bike from what I've heard is kind of like it's just exploding. It is. As a thing and I think what's really cool like as somebody who grew up as a Midwesterner in Iowa, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's like accessible to all, yeah. all the parts of the country because right. there's gravel roads everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can find them to train on, and I think that is like the coolest part of, yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. But tell crazy. me about it, cause I haven't done one.
1: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, for me, I just um, I'd had a couple of bike accidents in L.A. riding my bike there and getting hit by cars, and I had a very traumatic bike accident, and I was like, I just really don't want to be on the roads anymore. So the idea of being able to ride gravel out on these like farmlands where there are no cars, yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah. Like, I either want to do that or be on my trainer inside. I don't really want to be in traffic anymore. Yeah. And so yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I go down south, like south of Parker to ride a lot. And okay. they just have like, you can ride like 100 miles of gravel and not like repeat anything. It's amazing. That's, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I love it. It's been fun. Um, I'm not a good mountain biker because I don't like the technical stuff so for me this is perfect
0: yeah um, i'm always kind of t- like terrified on the straight downhills yeah. and then i'm not good on the uphills with all the rocks and stuff yeah you same know? Yeah. so
1: yeah the gravel is like the the best solution for that it's kind of like you know riding on a road
0: well how many like at the steamboat one is it a giant event or is yeah. it still okay it's
1: huge and so what? as someone who was not like a bike racer i mean yeah. triathlon obviously it's not draft legal so you're not riding close in a pack you're you oh, I didn't drive. know that. Yeah. So, like, Ironmans and stuff, you, you have to be, like, 12 meters apart on your bike. So triathletes Unless like, you're passing or something? Yeah, unless you're okay. passing. And there's, like, a whole thing with, like, being in the passing zone. And you have, like, so many seconds to overtake a rider. What? So, triathletes are known for not being good bike handlers because you essentially just ride alone. Yeah. So, to do Steamboat, I was terrified the first year because it was – I did the black course, which is the 142-mile one. Yeah. And there are, like, a 1,000 riders that start at once. And I was – the anxiety even still like i get nervous thinking about the start yeah because that's just really out of my comfort zone and you're together in a pack for most of the race so it's like really aggressive um i've had to practice a lot like getting used to yeah. that and working on some skills some friends have helped me out thankfully they take me out to a cross course in golden okay and literally push me around and and you know hit my handlebars, hit while my wheel while I'm riding to what? teach me like how to keep my bike upright because I was so nervous. Because it's something I've never you're done. In the
0: If you're not in the pack and you fall behind, you're like screwed, right? Yeah,
1: and the first year I did it, um, think, thankfully some friends came out to do it with me from LA, all former triathletes, so we were all nervous about the pack riding. Yeah. And we would purposely just kind of stay out of the pack because we didn't want to be in there. But yeah, you're not drafting, you're doing so much extra work. So last year I went back determined to like stay in the pack Yeah. and I rode an hour faster. No way. Really? Yeah. Because I just was like, put my big girl pants on and yeah. like stayed in the pack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying to do the same thing this year. We'll see. But
0: So is that when you're in the pack, is that everybody in the race or is that more of like an elite?
1: No, I'm group? definitely not in the elite group. Um, and I okay. don't start at the very front because those so guys are just like, putting out massive watts and I like can't do that. Yeah but you will form your own, like there'll be little Pelotons that okay. form, okay. you know, and, and people will stop at aid stations. And so that Peloton breaks up, but then you're going to find another one. Gotcha. So learning to like sit in it, it's hard though, because you're going so fast. The dirt is yeah. kicking up. So sometimes you can't really see. Yeah. And it's like, again, because I'm not like super um, good bike handler, I get nervous about like, well, what line are they taking? Cause is there a whole, like mm. maybe they're comfortable taking that line, but I would want to take a different line, but I can't see. Yeah. So you just have to kind of trust because it kicks up all the gravel yeah so there you're the first year i scratched my cornea because of stupid rock like went in my sunglasses um but yeah you're just getting all that dirt and stuff kicked up because you might have you know you might be in a pack with like if you're lucky 20 riders which they're pulling you along they're doing a lot of the work yeah which is great Do you all
0: take turns going to the front
1: kind of yeah
0: or you're like i it's
1: not like an organized no but i've watched
0: something uh, i wish i remember what it was called there was like a youtube series about this bike series Mm -hmm. um and like two or three of the races were gravel and then the other ones were mountain bike yeah and it followed all the elite riders and stuff it was really cool um and i'm trying to remember what happened but i feel like one of the guys got done and basically they were all like mad at this other guy yeah because he never he stayed with their group the whole time, but he like never went from yeah, you're to, supposed like, pull. to
1: take a poll. And especially if the elites, yes, there's like an etiquette. The elite, there's like, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. And you, they talk about it and it's like, everyone has to take a turn. Yeah. But this is like such a big group and it's kind of yeah. chaotic and people are joining and falling off like throughout different points. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, hold on and close my eyes.
0: <laughs> Does anyone wear like goggles? You're talking about a rock? And no,
1: but glasses? I've actually been trying out different types of glasses for this year because I okay. need to wear something that's like more protective. Yeah. Which is going to be super cool. Because
0: <laughs> I always saw it in Desert Race, so it would be cool to just show up with like sweet, like desert goggles where yeah. you look like you're in like a sci fi movie that or would something. Be cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, with all the dust out there.
0: But and I feel are... like with gravel racing, that totally works.
1: It does. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. should try it.
0: That's crazy. Okay, yeah. so where do you go? Do you go up to like in Steamboat? i love steamboat by yeah, the way i think it's one of my favorite towns out here
1: yeah it's pretty great but do you
0: head up to like the uh zirkle wilderness oh, or whatever i don't know okay we
1: kind of go all over, over. this yeah. 142 miles and we yeah. don't repeat anything either which is amazing yeah but yeah it's all like pristine gravel oh, that's cool. when's um, that uh august 20th okay so it's coming up so
0: how do you even train for it here
1: um, I mean, I do go down south near Parker because yeah. the roads down there kind of mimic it. It's like yeah. that really nice packed gravel. Yeah, Golden's tougher because it's a little bit more single track, rocky. It's like slow. Yeah. But I do that to like work on my lack of skills. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to like not get off my bike. Yeah. Like You know, some eight-year-old will go whizzing by me on his bike and I'm like, oh my gosh. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm scared to go down this rock, you know.
0: <laughs> That's um, how I always feel. Pretty much anywhere out here, yeah. doing any activity. I know there's, there's gonna be an eight year old who beats oh, you. Oh, <laughs> total eight year olds just destroying you. You're like, what?
1: How? I know. How is this possible? I know. But see, your kids will be great because they've grown up here.
0: Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. They might. I don't know. They might be inside, like uh, cage each matching other. each other <laughs> right now. You know. know. But uh, yeah. no, that's awesome. But yeah,
1: you should you should do a, a gravel bike race. Okay. It's really fun. There's some in Boulder. There's some down south. Um, I feel like really I would fun.
0: instantly lose the pack first that like would and be like one of the first things that yeah comes up, you know because i i also i came and imagine like if it would feel like claustrophobic or it does you know, and you just
1: worry about other people's crashing crashing and bottles yeah. are flying out a lot of times so that's yeah. when you have to be like heads up um, a lot of the descents are bumpy, and so people's water bottles start flying out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, you just have to be on your toes the whole time. Yeah, wow. Which is exhausting because I feel like with trail running, right, you can kind of zone out a lot, uh-huh. which I like. Yeah. But with this, I feel like you just have to be aware of so many things. Which once. is kind
0: of cool. Yeah, like you really be, engaged. In a different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. crazy. I wanted to ask you just to wrap up. Yeah. On. Um, like what do you think it is and i i kind of wonder if this is why i've even started this podcast which i've never really fully thought about but like looking back i'm like maybe i'm just interested in like what is the thing that brings people back to like doing an adventure you Mm -hmm. know like what or like what is it when will you physically challenge yourself? Like, what are you finding each and every time that makes you want to keep doing stuff like this?
1: I know that's the big question. Right? It is the it's big like, question. What's everyone's like, what's wrong with you? Like <laughs> yeah. what, what trauma are you healing from? Um, I just think it's, it's, we're privileged, right? That yeah. we probably don't have that much adversity in our lives. Yeah. So we have to like create it yeah. to test ourselves. But you know, I just think I always want to see what else i can do yeah because i've now done things that you know the young me would have thought i could never do yeah so i like that challenge um and i like being able to go different places and see different things and i guess i could just take a normal vacation too but
0: we'll see <laughs> um, and that's the thing i'm like yeah and there's a lot of people who are in the same situation we're in where we yeah. don't have as much adversity right But there's something wrong with us. I
1: know. (laughs) I know. It's (laughs) true.
0: (laughs) That makes us be like, nope, I'm going to seek this out. I
1: know. But I I always need to have something on the schedule. Like, I like having something that I'm working towards. Yeah. um, Very goal-oriented, just kind of the way I was raised. Yeah. So I like having those goals that I can look, you know, look towards and then check them off. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's something that's wrong with me, too. No, (laughs) I I
0: totally get it. and. It's joke I mean I, when I say there's something wrong, like I'm always kind of joking because Yeah, you know, in my estimation and my like uh viewpoint, I'm like, no, something's right with us. I know. Like right? this is what makes yeah. living like exciting yeah, and exactly. fun and stuff, you know? Yeah, because
1: it sounds cliche, but it's like, Oh, we're not here that long and there just seems like there's so many things I wanna do and try. Yeah. You know, I just went Whitewater rafting for the first time oh, a few cool. days ago and it was so fun. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I just wanna Try all the things, yeah. right? And I'm getting old. So now like, oh, you're yeah. like,
0: what's the, like, 500-mile whitewater raffle? I, <laughs> I know, do?
1: right? <laughs> you know? Well, that's what's happening in ultras. It's like, oh, now I have to do a 250-mile race uh, because man. now 100 is like, oh, it's like a sprint. I Why are know. you just doing 100 miles?
0: It's crazy, though, because I feel like all these different events are different sports almost. They are. Like, yeah. a stage race is way different than a road 100. Totally. Which yeah. is way different than a 250-mile race yeah. through the mountains, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't know
1: they are it's totally different it's like a hiking camping situation yeah at point. Yeah. yeah exactly
0: yeah. but awesome well oh, yeah. courtney where yeah. can people kind of like follow your adventures um and-
1: probably instagram is the best okay. yeah sea 216 which gotcha. is kind of a dumb handle i guess but
0: hey like a bigfoot. i don't yeah. know if that's yeah
1: where did that come from
0: um trail running yeah i would go my wife and i lived in southern Vir- southern virginia for three years oh. And that's where I first started trail running. Gotcha. And it went from like once a week. Like I would go out like once a week. I'd go trail running. The rest yeah. of the times I'd be on the paths and the roads mm-hmm. to like every single day. Nice. Almost instantly where yeah. like after like a month, I'm like, actually, I'm going to trail run all the time now because oh, it's the fun. best. Yeah. But I would leave the house and tell her I was going to run through the woods like a Bigfoot. Oh, okay. And that's how cool. I would describe it because yeah. like in Virginia, it's probably like Florida where it's super yeah. humid. Mm-hmm and so I'd get done and I'd just be covered in mud spider webs (laughs) like it's much grosser than it is out here in Colorado right like I'd have to put a towel down in my car because it would just be so gross Uh uh and so I always felt like Bigfoot. Okay, like, that's, that's cool. That's where the weird name came yeah, from. Yeah, no, it's so, good. Yeah.
1: It has a meaning. That's important. It does. Yeah. It does. But awesome. Well, thank, thank you for you. doing this. Hopefully, yeah. we'll
0: see you at the trails yeah. sometime and, Absolutely. you know, all that. So cool. I, I can't wait to me. hear about how the bike race goes.
1: Oh, yeah. I probably just jinxed myself and I'm going to have like a horrible start and crash in the whole <laughs> <Everyone helicopter. leaves>. time. <laughs> Everyone leaves without you. <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah. That's the weird part for me, too. Like, well, well, we don't have to get into it at the very end of the episode, yeah. but I was just going to say, like, if someone crashed by me, Oh, my instinct scary. is to stop yeah and help them
1: right yeah but yeah.
0: you're kind of like everyone knows what they're doing
1: <laughs> yeah i guess but it's also just scary if someone crashes in front of you or around you because you don't want to crash and make it worse and like have this pile up yeah right yeah but
0: that's crazy all right well, we have to that. come back yeah. after that <laughs> okay. after you do that and we'll see if you piled up or not okay thanks. <laughs> all right that wraps up this week's episode of the like a bigfoot podcast huge Thanks to Courtney. Uh, That was an absolute blast hearing stories um, from all of the races. Keys 100 still sounds, it just sounds crazy to me, honestly. But it's kind of one of those things she mentioned, like um, how it keeps, like people keep coming back and they've done it three, four. Like they've done it a whole bunch of times in a row. Um, So it just seems like one of those like crazy events that you just cherish once you do it. And, uh, I kind of get that in a weird way. I don't, I don't fully like, it's hard to kind of explain, but you're like, you know, once you do something, you're like, that was the hardest thing ever, but I kind of want to keep doing it. And you meet other people who have survived it with you and, uh, you want to show up every year and you want to meet these people and you want to, you know, continue, your friendships and things like that so i think that's super cool obviously i think deserats has that aspect as well and by the way the registration for that is going to be happening soon for 2024 and uh i'll definitely make sure to talk about that on the podcast when that happens um i just got back from the mountains i had a nice uh end of the week there my kids did overnight camp for the first time which was uh pretty awesome dude they learned how to like they went backpacking, like legitimately went backpacking up into the mountains. They set up tents, backpacked out there um and did like a couple like awesome hikes. Like my oldest daughter actually like went up above treeline um to this wonderful place. Uh yeah, it was wonderful. They had a great time. They're all completely exhausted right now as I'm recording the outro. <laughs> um but it was just wonderful. I'm so glad and um, obviously grateful that they were able to have that experience. I spent the three days just wandering around, biking, hiking, running, paddleboarding. It was amazing. Um, I obviously, I'll maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more. Maybe we'll do like a wrap up summer adventure episode at the end of summer or something like that. But um, just had a wonderful time. But that's why this episode's out a little bit late. So apologies for that um but yeah we'll get back at you next week i have a really good episode coming up it's with a top 10 finisher of western states so be sure to uh come back next week all right talk to you later